Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've got some updates on some continuing stories we've been following in the area in this edition of the St. Louis All Local by KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun. Today is Wednesday, December 20th. Our top local story... KMOX follow-up. More than 48 hours after a St. Louis police car crashed into a South St. Louis bar, officials provided an update. When asked why the delay, Lieutenant Colonel Renee Creaseman said they thought providing an update during the regular weekly briefing held on Wednesdays was the best time to do it. Creaseman also was pressed about why police body cam video is not being made public. You know, there is a criminal investigation that is a part of this, and the body-worn camera is part of that investigation, so we cannot Uh, release the body-worn camera uh, footage at this time. We are being as transparent as we are in all of our investigations, and I think it has been our, um, you know, what, how we've handled, you know, all of, you know, cases up until this time, and working with the circuit attorney's office is that we do not release the body-worn camera footage until this criminal, at their request. The two probationary officers involved in the wreck, Creaseman says they are both on duty, and adds the driver of that police car admits being distracted while driving before crashing into the building. Maria Kina, KMOX News. Missouri Governor Mike Parson, a former county sheriff himself, was asked about the situation by Fox 2's Mitch McCoy during a stop in St. Louis today. The best thing you can do for all parties, media and everyone else, is be as transparent as you can, as quick as you can. Would that include That's releasing good. the body cam footage? Well, I mean, if you've got body cam footage, I'm not sure why you wouldn't release it. You know, but, but again, I, I'm not here investigating that case or see what happened. But, you know, one of the things we realized, too, with, with body cam footage in the old days, it helps you just as much as it'll ever hurt you. It really helps you most times when you let people know what happened. Days before Christmas, the decorated tree on the first floor of a home in Newtown is being blamed for a fire this morning. St. Charles Fire Department spokesperson Kelly Hunsell. Crews were dispatched, and I believe on the initial dispatch information, they did say that uh, the residents had evacuated. Um, You know, when they arrived on scene, come to find out that two of the residents who were asleep upstairs uh, were actually trapped by the fire. A man and a woman had to jump from the second-story window but only had minor injuries. Their son was able to make it out of the basement okay the home is a total loss more criticism of the state of missouri's annual school performance report card for 2023 dr james shoals and umsel assistant professor of educational leadership says the state data is meaningless jesse's not giving us data that are easy to use for the average parent they're making you dig for it they're making you work for it and once you get there you have no idea what it means the local school district collective known as education plus also gives the report a failing grade pointing out massive swings between districts from year to year a labor dispute averted at anheuser-busch janitorial workers at the breweries industrial and office spaces will switch from working for non-union aramark to unionized clean tech seiu local one spokesperson luis angel rodriguez explains why workers were unsatisfied aramark janitors at the brewery and corporate center were agitated and alleged to have be understaffed, overworked, and dealing with managers who mistreat workers. Aramark decided to subcontract its AB work to clean tech because it wanted to avoid a prolonged labor dispute. More label, labor troubles are simmering, though, as Teamsters, who brew and ship beer, voted to authorize a strike. Their contract expires at the end of February. Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft says he disagrees with the Colorado Supreme Court ruling, removing former President Trump from the state's primary ballot. I have a responsibility as the chief election authority for this state to protect the right of the people under the law to make decisions in elections and be able to trust that their voice is heard. 
That's why I'm here. That's what I'm concerned about. The court decided Trump's role in the January 6th riot at the Capitol counted as engaging in insurrection or rebellion and disqualified him under the U.S. Constitution. Ashcroft says what happened in Colorado won't happen in Missouri. A law meant to keep homeless people from setting up camp around interstates is struck down by the Missouri Supreme Court. Judges ruled unanimously to toss the law saying it violated a section of Missouri Constitution prohibiting legislation from containing multiple unrelated subjects. The original bill classified a person sleeping on state land as a Class C misdemeanor. It passed as an amendment to a broader piece of legislation relating to political subdivisions. When it was enacted, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey told the Missouri Independent he was committed to enforcing the law as written. Bailey was not available for comment when KMOX reached out for his reaction to the high court's decision. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. City soccer fans, listen up. Not so fast for Major League Soccer. MLS recently announcing that they would send their MLS Next Pro teams to the U.S. Open Cup. In St. Louis, the plan was to send City 2 instead of City SC. That announcement was made on Friday without the approval of U.S. Soccer, and now the U.S. Soccer Federation has ruled against MLS, meaning City SC would continue to participate, although they can use Academy and Next Pro players on the roster. The U.S. Open Cup is the country's oldest ongoing national soccer tournament and St. Louis teams have a rich history of participating. Matt Pauley, KMOX Sports. The KMOX Business Desk, Southwest Airlines, is facing a $140 million fine from the Department of Transportation, and people might wonder how they're preventing a massive shutdown like last year's holiday. They have a totally new uh, HR computer systems to get pilots and flight attendants to the right place at the right time, and they've completely revamped uh, their call centers. That's Jerome Katz from the St. Louis University School of Business. He says this is one of the largest fines the DOT has sent out. That is 30 times larger than the largest fine DOT had ever leveled against a a travel company. So it's a really serious sort of message to Southwest and to the entire travel industry. I'm Debbie Monterey, and it appears that a deal to sell a popular dog park has fallen through. The Business Journal reporting that a plan by Arizona-based Diversified Partners to buy Kansas City-based Bar K and open 100 new Bar K locations across the country won't happen. There are Bar K's in Kansas City, St. Louis, and Oklahoma City. They include restaurants and bars where people can socialize while their dogs play. Pets Plus magazine in 2019 named Bar K America's coolest pet business. As we continue on KMOX. KMOX goes in-depth. Nearly 72 hours later, St. Louis police answer some questions about a police car that crashed into a Southside bar. This caused the officer to veer too closely to a parked car, and while trying to correct himself, he overcorrected and instead struck the bar. There have been reports that officers were traveling at a high rate of speed when they struck the building. However, after reviewing reviewing the computer evidence from the General Motors black box of the officer's SUV, we can confirm that the officer was traveling at speeds a little below 40 miles an hour shortly before the impact. Those speeds were decreased to the low 20s upon impact of the building. We've also received questions regarding whether the officer involved was was uh, drug or alcohol tested. To be clear, uh, we are treating this incident in quarters with our policy which states that drug and alcohol testing will be done with reasonable suspicion or following any critical incident. A critical incident is defined as any time an employee discharges his or her weapon, except at an approved firing range, and an individual is struck or any other incident or accident which results in the death or serious injury or physical harm to any individual. 
This policy is set forth by the Department of Personnel's Administrative Regulation 120B. We're also aware of reports of alleged homophobic slurs that were used by our officers at the scene. After reviewing the body uh, camera footage, we can confirm that there were no homophobic slurs used by our officers. However, there were some distasteful remarks, sexual remarks that were made by another individual at the scene who was not an officer. There were the words, there was the word, word clown used by one of the officers at the scene. What we have determined that after reviewing the body camera footage that the officer who said clown directed that to individuals who had begun agitating the situation. We have also received questions regarding what there were, whether why two probationary officers were riding together. While the officers were still in their probationary period, both have completed their field training, uh, uh, their field training and are authorized to ride together in the same car. Lastly, we would like to assure the owners in the community that we will be working with them and our partners in city government to restore their property after this unfortunate accident. We understand this is a disruptive situation for the owners, but we still do we will still do all that we can to make sure that this resolution is reached. Bar PM co-owner Chad Morris's attorney alleges what police are saying that Morris assaulted an officer is just not true. We have, you know, watched the body worn camera. We went through our appropriate steps um, after, you know, after the incident, we have made the arrest. We've taken it to the circuit attorney's office. They have issued charges. Um, And of course, if anybody um, in this community has any other video or any other type of evidence that would um, show something different than what we have right now, of course, we would love to see that. Lieutenant Colonel Creesman was asked about the injuries to Mr. Morris and if there is an internal investigation going on. So we are reviewing, um, you know, we're, we're doing the same thing that we do for all of our incidents of use of force, uh, reviewing it, reviewing the report and uh, and looking at any anything we we're being as transparent on this case as we're being on any other use of force that we use that happens with the in the department in addition to body cam video reporters wanted to know if there was dash cam video of the incident so i can tell you that there was no that the the vehicle did not have a a camera in it it's one of our older cam uh, one of our older vehicles in the fleet and there's not a, a a dash cam camera in that vehicle um, and then we have multiple um, officers that have body worn camera that we've been that has been reviewed. The question was asked, is it possible that any of the video could be released? Uh, you know, I think the decision has been made and that's been made, you know, with the help of, you know, the, the pending criminal investigation that the body worn camera will not be released at this time. It's just um, how we've done how our our cases are done, how internally we work. And so the body worn camera will not be released at this time. And finally, Creesman was asked why the chief of police, Robert Tracy, hasn't stepped out in front and come forward to answer questions about this case. So I think that, you know, we do these briefings on Wednesdays. I think that everybody's comfortable with these briefings. Uh, you know, as a matter of course, we have, you know, internal commanders that do these briefings. And I think that it's this is the, a good, good time and a good place to do this update. You know, we've, you know, so I think that that's, that's, it's done in this format. And I think that we believe that this is the right format to do it in. Maria Kina, KMLX News. Missouri Governor Mike Parson weighed in on this during a visit to St. Louis today. The best thing you can do for all parties, media and everyone else, is be as transparent as you can, as quick as you can. Would that include that's releasing good. the body cam footage? 
Well, I mean, if you've got body cam footage, I'm not sure why you wouldn't release it. You know, but, but again, I, I'm not here investigating that case or see what happened. But you know, one of the things we realized too with, with body cam footage in the old days, it helps you just as much as it'll ever hurt you. It really helps you most times when you let people know what happened. Parson, a former county sheriff himself, spoke with Fox 2's Mitch McCoy. It helps you just as much as it'll ever hurt you. It really helps you most times when you let people know what happened. And then people make a decision on that. But I think uh, it doesn't matter what's that incident. I always think uh, law enforcement-wise, you investigate it. you got to give them time to investigate what really happened and who said what and, and all those things. But be transparent about it and get it over with. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe and stay up to date on the Odyssey app.